Blog Talk Radio. For all the news you need to know, welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome everyone to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm yours, Bianca Fly. Want to say happy Thursday to you people out there, man. I tell y'all, this week seemed like it has flew by. Uh, once again, we want to say uh, much more prayers uh, for those uh, Houston people who were affected um, by Harvey and um, our Florida peeps, um, our Georgia peeps, and North Carolina. North Carolina, we got, we kind of got. A little tap of it with the high winds and excessive rain or whatnot. Um, praying for everybody, hoping that everybody can rebuild and just get things back in order, you guys. It, it definitely takes a while to get things back in order when you have been shifted. So, with that said, folks, as always, the beautiful butterfly show is brought to you by a YRN 1328. That means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally. Shouts out to YRN 1328 for holding us down faithfully, you guys. So tonight, folks, oh man, you are in store for a treat, for a treat. Uh, we got um, Arthur Tanya Withers, um, and she's been on once before, um, and we talked about actually her and um, uh, her co-partner um, Valentine. Uh, uh, the name kills me for a moment, but they came on and they talk about uh, the single perspective. But today, uh, Tanya's here. She's presenting her new book entitled Paradise in Singleness. Is it possible? And uh, oh man, got a lot, a lot of feedback when I asked folks, you know, about being single, the best quality, is it possible? So, I'm going to be reading some of those comments that were shared by you guys this evening. And as always, if you have your own personal story you want to share or comment on, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number, you guys. So make sure you share the show. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those great places. Let everybody know that. Tony Withers is over here on the beautiful Butterfly Show this evening, you guys. And so, of course, we can't keep doing shows with so we're gonna take a, a little commercial break, you guys. We're gonna come back. We're gonna welcome our special guest of the evening, right here on the beautiful butterfly. Check out the creative work of the author Trent Williams of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events, and if that's not enough. 
Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his work available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. Welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Um, Of course, we want to say uh, thank you to you guys um, who are always sending us uh, great information, great emails, giving us um, all that content that you want to hear on the show. We definitely appreciate you guys. And so, nevertheless, uh, we are going to jump into um, our guest of the evening, you guys. We're going to talk about Paradise in Singleness is, uh, we got to bring the author of this awesome book on here. Uh, Tanya, you there? Yes, I am. Hi, Bianca. How you doing? Welcome back. Thank you. I'm so glad to be back. It's an honor and privilege. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, of course, uh, you guys got to bear with me. I'm trying out this new mic tonight. If it don't work out, I'm going to throw it out the window. But that, that's another story. That's another story. <laughs> um, but, of course, um, I, I wanted to ask you, um, in creating mm-hmm. this book, uh, because when you came on before, um, you talked about a book um, that you had did as well, you know, the single perspective. You were talking about um, just your point of view so, so being a single woman and how things um, look from that direction. And so this time you're back with Paradise and Singleness. Um, and so for the folks out there, uh, before, we, before we jump into that, tell them a little bit about yourself. Um, and and then we're going to jump into it. Well, I'm basically a, um, a woman who's uh, in my 40s, I'll put it like that. And. Um, <laughs> You know, been saved, never been married, nor has have children. Um, mm-hmm. Been in this singleness thing for quite a while, and for majority of my singleness, I was a bitter Betty. I was just yeah. extremely bitter about me being single and wondering why all of my friends that were surrounding me were married and and yeah. I like the odd man out and then come to find out that those same people who I was admiring or dare I say jealous of turn around like 10 15 years later end up divorced and I'd be like oh so right. so as I was going through the process and especially over the last 3 years of my life and I had to make a decision not to be bitter about my singleness. And that was a process. And um, so over eight months ago when Angela came up with the idea of us writing a single perspective together, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, sure, let's do it. And But the, the popularity of that book, yeah. not that it surprised me, but it astonished me of the feedback that we've gotten because I've shared a lot of myself in that first yeah, book. Absolutely. And 
and when I shared my testimony as being a single person and going through the process, it related to so many women specifically, um, right. whether they were single and never been married, divorced, or, you know, separated. So um, a lot of those areas that I touched in that book uh, was so, you know, resonating that when this idea came about, I was going through a transition. Uh, I was actually gave up. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but let's just go ahead and put it out there. Um, I pretty much gave up my job, my apartment, um, everything that I knew to move for God's glory. And because I know he has me on an assignment and I gave up everything to pursue the assignment. So mm. the birth of paradise and singleness as a possible came out of that transition. And when I was writing it and was going through the process in the midst of me doing all that, there was so much that had poured out that went into this book, even though it's, you know, 52 pages long, but it's like the best 52 pages ever because it holds the attention span because I'm not an avid reader, but I love mm -hmm. to read books that get straight into the point, and that's what this specific book does. It goes straight into the point, and it keeps areas in our lives that – Either we don't want to touch or are afraid to touch, but the a book is to tackle those issues head on, and right. that's what came out of this book. And I'm and I'm so glad of the end result from it. Absolutely, and with this book, I think it's so important because a lot of times, um, you know, people always have their definitions of what they think a person who is single, how they live their life, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and how they're feeling and, and different emotions and so forth that they're going through. A lot of times people have equated, you know, being single and, and not being married or in a relationship to, oh, like, okay, well, what's going on with this individual? You know, what kind of baggage they got? What kind of emotional, you know, it's all these different factors mm -hmm. that people uh, think about when it comes to that. And so beginning this book um, and talking about being single, I feel like today, and I'll ask you, Tanya, do you think mm -hmm. that today, in today's time, we have to kind of define what being single is? Because, you know, people... People say, okay, I'm single, but it seems like that means different levels to certain people. So in, in your eyes, you know, do you feel like we have to really define what is being single to people? Um, I believe that we need to take the stigmatism out of the word single. Yeah. And I think that's what the issue is in society today is like immediately when you say single, people bring up assumptions that, oh, you're lonely. Oh, you don't have anybody. Oh, well, well you don't have much going on in your life. That's not necessarily so. You can mm -hmm. be single and satisfied. You can be single and be comfortable in your own skin. You can be single and enjoy life by your doggone self. It is right. possible. It's just you have to have the mindset to do so. And unfortunately, we live in a society where we are 
totally bombarded with images of like, well, your life is not complete until you're married. The devil is a liar and the truth ain't in him. Your life is complete when you take the steps to make it complete so that when the person comes in and wants to enter into your world, they'll come in as an added bonus and not a necessity. Right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and when it comes to being single, um, I feel like a lot of people have to um, make sure that the things that they say are conducive with their lifestyle, if that makes sense. I think a lot of mm-hmm. times uh, we, you know, we, we want to say we're single, but, you know, we, we out here doing other things as well. And so for you, especially when it stigmatism on women being single. And so, if, you know, you get those questions like we um, talked about a little bit earlier, you know, well, why aren't you married? Or if you don't have children, why don't you have children? And so forth. Why do you believe that even today, even in 2017, and we're headed in 2018, why do people still have such a great issue with women simply being single Sometimes I ask that question myself because I'm still wondering that. (laughs) I'm still trying to I'm still trying to get an answer to that question because it shouldn't be a big deal. Um, The fact that you know, especially if we can come as being single with as little baggage as possible. And and that's the goal, because the ultimate goal is to be a whole person, whether you're a man or a woman. The ultimate goal is to be made whole, to be a whole individual um, looking for another whole individual and then being whole together. And, And because we're in a society, once again, especially with media and social media specifically, um, putting these Instagram images of hashtag relationship goals, but you don't know (laughs) what goes on when those cameras are not flickering, you know? So it's it's situations like that that we need to learn how to not only – like the skin we're in, but love the skin we're in. There is a difference between the two. And once that resonates on the inner part of you, it resonates on the outer part of you, and that becomes attractive to someone else. And that's one of the things that I've personally learned throughout the course of this journey. Um, I, even though I'm single, I've did not look happy in my singleness. That, therefore, I was not approachable because yeah. of the way I looked and how I viewed being single. So once the mindset changed, everything around me did too. So absolutely. And one of the things um, that I find is always interesting is the fact that. When we take the time and, and, and look at these things, and like you said, oftentimes we 
because of technology, we are sitting around and we're daydreaming of what we see other people's relationships looks like. You know, we might see uh, a woman that's getting treated um, and, and she has all of these um, gifts. You know, she might be getting all these gifts or she might be taking all these trips. And so we're sitting back and we're like, oh, wow. But we don't know at what cost. You know, mm-hmm. she's living so lavishly. We don't know, you know, if she's being loved, if she's being nurtured in that relationship. All we see, you know, is the materialistic aspect. Yes. There's a price to be paid for love. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because love absolutely. requires a sacrifice. Absolutely. If you want it, absolutely. you have to make the sacrifice to do what it's necessary to obtain it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and one of the things um, I liked about the book is that in the beginning, and I believe that we have to do this, you know, regardless of of anything that that we're jumping into, and you talk about self-analysis boulevard. And so uh, tell the people a little bit about what is self-analysis boulevard. Well, um, to describe the book, I take the book takes you on a journey. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I divide, and I base on purpose, I should say, um, named each t- chapter after streets. So, mm-hmm. and of course, the first chapter is Self Analysis Boulevard because you can't do any other steps until you look at yourself first. And mm-hmm. specifically in the book, when you do um, the steps of the self analysis and and ask yourself the hard questions that I put in the book. Uh, it, it makes you take a very hard look at yourself and to and an honest one because sometimes mm-hmm. we're not honest with ourselves because we want to paint the picture of who we like to be instead of exactly who we are. Right. The point of self-analysis boulevard is to get to the heart of who we really are and to tackle on those things that we may not necessarily like about ourselves that mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. we may want to change or um, tap into areas that we never even thought about ourselves that could be a possible stumbling block for future things to happen for us because mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. all about the mindset. So the self-analysis helps you to break down certain questions in the mindset. So, um, And I had to do this for myself, and I started this process seven years ago. And um, when I first created the SIM Factor, um, S-I-M, which is Singles in Ministry, Mm -hmm. and um, I did some YouTube videos uh, talking about – singleness as a whole and 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 not just looking at it from a natural perspective from from a spiritual perspective and and just even looking at those videos I did seven years ago I'm still mind blown because I was like wow I said that go looking back on it so the first video that I did was self-analysis but mm-hmm. I realized I I talked about going through the process, but I never spoke about how to go about doing the process. So right, right. in the book, I mentioned I I wrote down and I put in the book the ten questions that I asked myself um, to really get to know who I am, and mm-hmm. there were some questions that <clears throat> you know I had to ask myself, like for example. Um, 
you know, the typical job questions. What are my strengths? What are my mm-hmm. weaknesses? Mm-hmm. But there's some thought-provoking questions I ask myself, too, like what is stopping me from being me? Mm-hmm. So it's right. questions like that that I really had to take the time to think about. Like what is stopping me from mm-hmm. being me? What is the fear? What is the insecurity? Why can I not go farther than where I should be? Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. stopping me? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and the question, and one other question that stands out is, uh, how do I love? And another question is, am I ready to receive love? Because mm-hmm. we can talk about having relationships all day, every day, till we blow in the face. But are we Absolutely. ready to receive what we're asking for? Right. Right. Are we ready to even give what we're asking for? Because the purpose is, I mean, even the Bible says it's better to give than to receive. Can we give it what we want not, and not just receive? And are, am I ready to receive it? So these are the hard questions that I had to ask myself. So that's what self-analysis yeah. is truly all about. And, and I think the one, am I ready to receive love, is, one of the top ones that I think that we can ask ourselves because regardless if you've been in in a relationship and if you've been in past relationships or you just haven't been in a relationship in a very long time, we always meet people sometimes um, and, and we have different stigmas or hang-ups. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're trying to wonder if this person is true. Are they authentic or are they just running game on us? Are they just telling us, mm-hmm. what the, you know, what we want to hear because they think we're vulnerable? You know, all of these different things. And, I, and I, I can definitely raise my hand and say I've been one of those women who have possibly taught herself out of a great relationship. You know, because it's, it's it was like, oh, I don't know. This is too good to be true. He's smiling too much. You know, he's smiling too much. <laughs> he 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 want to go out and do like fun and 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 different, uh, you know, different things and explore the world. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. I don't know if, if his intentions are true. So a lot of times we we run off great potential people because we got those hangups within ourselves, and it's like, okay. But then when we get in those relationships and somebody is showing us that love and they're showing us that commitment, like you said, it goes back to are we ready for that? Because even though we might have laid in our beds at night and tossed and turned like, oh, I can't wait to have a man who just loves me for me, you know, and then we meet Mm -hmm. that guy, you know, and then it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't I don't know if, if, if this is the one. And so, Tanya, what do you say? Like, what do you say to women who are kind of in that situation where they, they may have met that that guy who, who wants to love them, wants to embrace them, but they just don't know if they're ready to receive that? How do we know if we're, if we're ready to receive the love that this person is trying to give us? Stop overanalyzing ourselves. Yeah. That's one. Yeah. <laughs> because we think too dog as women, we think too yes. dog much. So true. That's the issue. So, so true. if we just stop getting in our heads and just let yes. it flow, yeah. you'd be surprised yeah. what comes out of that in the end instead of overanalyzing. And then once you overanalyze the situation, you run that man right out the door because you thought too much. <laughs> so, but yeah, 
Yeah. So <laughs> it's that it's it's with the fact that we think too much as well as of past issues and baggage that we have not dealt with. So mm-hmm. as soon as we mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. a new guy come in and they do those those little triggers that reminds us of our past and we haven't yeah, dealt with yeah. it. It's like, oh, yeah, so you're about to hurt my, break my heart too. Oh, I see you, boo. I see you. So <laughs> and then we want to go and confront that dude and take the issues out on him for something that the last guy did and run him off right. as well. So right. it's stuff like that. That's why we have to ask the question. And this goes for men as well because, I mean, um, you know, men – they can correct me if I'm wrong on this, eternalize. Mm-hmm. We, are, we as women are vocal. We just talk about everything. Men internalize stuff, and they think. Right. Mm-hmm. So they'll turn around, and, you know, if a trigger hits them as well, they'll run for the hills. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's, it's, it's the overanalyzation that Absolutely. we have to be very careful of before we let a good thing get away because of our own personal hang-ups. Absolutely. Absolutely. And do you think that we also deal with not only our own personal hang-ups, but, and I think we talked about this um, the last show when you and Angela was on about uh, uh, the list that a lot of women have created. You know, they want mm-hmm. this type of man who, you know, may have a good job, home, all of these different things. And so do you believe that sometimes um, our own personal beliefs or things that we have set, okay, you know what, this is the standard I'm going to follow by, have our own standard gotten mm-hmm. in the way of us possibly developing true, authentic relationships? I'm not going to say standards because I believe yeah. that every person should have a standard as to mm-hmm. what you can and cannot tolerate from another person. However, right. I do believe that we should forego the unrealistic expectations. And mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what we put on our list majority of the time is because our list in our 20s is completely different than our list in our 30s and our list in our 40s and our list in our 50s and so on. So um, if we look carefully, the standards should be there. But I take it one step further. If you're going to put the standards on, then you must keep the standards for yourself. Mm. <laughs> and that's where we go wrong because right. as soon as a man come on board and try to change our standards, we'll forego every standard that yeah. we have abided by just to keep Very the true. man. So yep. if yep. we're going to set the standards, set it and stay there and not be moved or swayed because of the whispers of a man. Mm-hmm. So um, if we can get to that place called there, we would be a force to be reckoned with. I'm just saying. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, the, the, the thing about it is that I, I it's, it never fails me to see and 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 I've been a victim of of my of that myself in the past. But you know, we see um, different girlfriends of ours, and they call us, "Girl, I I met this man, and and he's this, and he's that." And you know, you're like, "Okay, girl, I'm so happy for you." And then we start to see maybe a different type of woman 
evolving uh, when she becomes in the, in the mix with this man. And it goes back to, you know, doing things, you know, that we said we might not do. And you're thinking, well, well, these were your values. You know, these were your values and these were your standards. And I think that we do have to realize that you don't have to dismiss, you know, your core values for the sake of being, unquote, unquote, happy and being in a relationship. You know, I think we do a lot of, I I think women in general, we we do a lot of compromising anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I I think that, you know, when it comes to relationships, um, we do um, some excessive compromising sometimes, and so we begin to see um, different um, themes about ourselves come out, you know, uh, when we when we are in relationships or faced with different issues um, in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So, Tanya, I wanted to ask you, in, in being single, and I, I, because we we had a real conversation last time. Uh, about the uh, things that transpire when you sing. And, of course, I think that it seems like from the comments I got um, and inboxes is that a lot of people loved the thought of being single until Mm -hmm. they may have been in the company of other people who were not single. Mm -hmm. So for you, uh, because you you have lived this and you have experienced this, what how do you know how do you have someone who is single be comfortable um, in other social environments? Because I've had a couple girlfriends who say, "Oh, girl, I'm not coming out with you. You got me," or you know, just 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 different little stuff. How do you make it to where you're comfortable being in surroundings without feeling? you know, some type of way, or is it just natural to feel some type of way when you're out among people and they are with their mates, but you're not? It depends on the individual and how Mm -hmm. strong you are, because while strong is the wrong choice of words, I would say um, how comfortable you are within yourself, because I can, you know, I have a lot of married friends, and I can hang out with married friends all the time and, and not get hung up about it because I know that there was a price paid for that marriage. Yeah. And when I see their marriage and how these marriages and how they do things or whatever, I don't get hung up and be like, oh, I, I, I you know, Hashtag relationship goal. <laughs> like I said, there's a price to pay for that marriage. Yeah. And yeah. Um, if you're not willing to pay it, then don't wish it upon yourself. Um, I This is just me personally, and everybody is different. And it took me years to get to this place because there was a time where I didn't even want to be around couples. And, 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 and I had so much hateration, holleration in this dancery. So... <laughs> it took me years to be like, okay, I can sit in the company of couples and um, and married people without getting jealous or envious of them. And that's a process that takes time. And major prayer, I really had to pray that prayer to yeah. stop being so bitter. And yeah. I, that's how I realized that in the beginning when I was single, I was very bitter about it. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was not a good place to be because what you feel internally is what you show externally. And mm-hmm. 
and people don't want to be around bitter betties. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> people don't yeah, want to be because they can be that. very draining. Yes, draining. Be very draining. And I and yeah. I have been told that once or twice that I was very draining. <laughs> so you know, I'll I'll, keep, I'll be real about it. Yeah, I've gotten those comments. So you know, if I wanted to continue to be around people, I just mm. had to learn how to be comfortable in those types of right. environments. Is it easy? Absolutely not. But it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it cannot happen only if yeah. you wanted to. Absolutely. 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 And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a little. We're going to come back. And I'm actually going to share um, some of the thoughts and the opinions um, of folks uh, regarding um, being single and all that it entails, you guys. And uh, we're going to get down to some more nitty-gritty um, of this book, you guys. We are on with Tanya Withers, you guys, author of Paradise in Singleness. Is it possible? Let us know if it is possible, guys. Call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. Or um, you can inbox me, Bianca Fly, on Facebook or tweet us at um, Butterfly Show on Twitter, you guys. So with that said, we're going to come back with more right here on the beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? This is Lyrics Brown, author of the Lord to the Hustle series one and two. Also author of the Devil's Calling Car 1, 2, and 3. All available on Amazon. And when I'm not writing, I'm listening to Bianca Fly here on the beautiful Butterfly Show. Y'all be easy. Hey everyone, it's me, Lisa, from the Conversations with Trent show, featuring, you guessed it, me. Be sure to tune in Friday nights, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, as we strive to guide you to greater authentic living, right here on your radio network, YRN 1328. Welcome back, everyone, to the beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey, listen, we got a great opportunity for you guys. Apple Kappa Apple Sorority uh, Incorporated and Gamma Gamma Omega Chapter of Asheville, North Carolina, wants to invite you 
uh, to their 2017 Boutillion, uh, launching new leaders uh, taking place on December 2nd. Um, at Asheville Buncombe Technical Community College um, in Asheville, North Carolina. Their goal is to introduce the Asheville community to future citizens. Um, uh, kids ranging from ages 13 to 18, um, students 8th grade through 12th grade. The objective of the Boutillion is to engage in helping um, our young men and young ladies achieve to their highest potential and rise above circumstances surrounding them. They will provide workshops um, that will serve as a basis for cultural, educational, and economic and social growth and development. And how you can be a part of this wonderful event. Um, they are looking for sponsors. And so you can take out full page ads um, or half page ads, or you can just do um, lovely donations of $15 um, to these young men and women scholars um, who will be a part of this awesome event. And so for further details, please inbox Bianca Fly on Facebook, or you can email us at thebfyshow at gmail.com for more um, advertising information in their um, programs and all of those great things, you guys. And so we are back, folks, um, over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. We're talking with Tanya Withers, you guys. We're talking about her book entitled Paradise in Singleness, Is It Possible? And, of course, Tanya, when um, when a lot of people um, ask, when I ask the people what were some of the great aspects, because I think we always see the negative aspects um, of being single. And so a lot of people uh, definitely had uh, some, some very interesting comments uh, when it came to this. And so a lot of people were saying the great thing about being single, and what I saw was very common, everybody uh, responded, you're not responsible for anyone but yourself. So, yep. uh, you know, and it says you don't have to be responsible uh, for other people, what's going on with somebody else is just you. And so do you think a lot of people realize that? Like when you get in a relationship, it's no longer, okay, well, this is just me. This is mine. It, it turns into a we, a us type of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the main question is, are we ready for that? Um, yeah. Because, like, for example, I'll, I'll take me. I've been living alone for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I say that I'm ready, but then I look at my closet and, like, am I ready to share that? <laughs> These are things that I really think about in my mind. And then, yes, I, yes. And then I, I, I look at my bathroom space and I'd be like, am I willing to give up one side of the sink? You know, so, you know it's things like that that I think about, um, you know, when I'm ready for it because um because of my belief, I believe in marriage. I believe that um, you should be married before living together. That's my personal belief. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's why I desire to be married. But you know, it's still stuff like that in the back of my mind that I ask, "Am I really ready for?" It? Because as much as I say I'm ready to open my heart to a man that is um, worthy of me, as I am worthy of him. Absolutely. Um, the question is, um, 
do I want to give up half my closet space? <laughs> Am I ready for that? So Absolutely. the moment that I say yes, and and I'm at the point that I'm ready to say yes now, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to give up my closet space. I'm ready to give up yeah. half of my sink. I'm ready to to open my home or go and, you know, come together and find a home together. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah I'm I'm ready for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it all depends if you're ready. Absolutely. And uh, twisting words, he says, um, the great aspects about being single is your own rules, not answering or being responsible for anyone but self is cheaper and you make wiser decisions. And I don't think a lot of people, hmm, that's a good one, the wiser decisions. Mm -hmm. Do you think sometimes we're pressured? Um, into making some maybe uh, extravagant decisions <laughs> when we are affected by the love bug. <laughs> um, yeah, but like I said, it depends on the individual because yeah. some people are just happy, you know, yeah. going to have a picnic in the park or watching mm-hmm. a concert. Some people are happy, you know, just taking a drive to nowhere and just enjoying the person's company. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it all depends if you want to spend that extravagant lifestyle, which, you you know, which are, which are boo-boo bear. So, you know, it, it, it all depends. I personally, I, you know, um, I flow how he flows. My thing is it took me years to finally learn to let the man lead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it took me years to finally come to that place, and I know that that was the main thing that was wrong with me because I was mm-hmm. always the dominant one. I was always the pursuer. I was the predator, and I've noticed that a lot of men, not all, a lot of them, though, do not like that reversal, and it's, yeah. a, and it's a turnoff to many, not, mm-hmm. not to all, but to many. And so when I when I finally got that concept, I was like, "Yeah, let me let me chill a bit. Um, <laughs> let, me sit, let me sit my behind down somewhere. Yeah, let me get myself together." And so learn. how did you how did uh-huh. you go about changing that? Because for a lot of women who are pretty headstrong, they're pretty dominant, they're very self sufficient. It's kind of hard to kind of you know, lay back and and allow the man to be the man, so to speak. And so how did you learn or what did you kind of have to do with yourself in order to get in this mindset, okay, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lay back for a minute. I'm a cool out, you know, (laughs) I'm going to take the less dominant approach. (laughs) Well, I had trust issues and that was one of the areas in that self-analysis part of my book that I've really discovered about me. I had major trust issues. So that's why mm-hmm. I always had to be in control because mm-hmm. I always had to know what was being done, how we're going to do it, this is the way, blah, 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 this, mm-hmm. that, and the third. So yeah. when I t- stopped and learned how to trust, I had to learn how to trust God first. Then I had to learn mm-hmm. how to trust myself and I had to do it in that order because of the fact that once I trust God and say, look, I remove myself from the equation and you handle it, you guide me, you lead me, and and relinquish control because that's what it's all about. 
it's control. But once you learn to relinquish it, and then, 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 then the softness comes in, and then that's when you. I, I don't like the term soft and pink, but that's the actuality. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then once I've gotten to that place, I was like, oh, so that's what this means, babe. And then that's when the light bulb flickered, and I'm like, okay, all right. And like I said, this took steps, and it took time. Mm -hmm. But when Mm -hmm. I finally got it, I got it. So now I'm in a comfortable place where, you know, the next um, man – God willing to be my husband, future husband. <laughs> but the, when he comes along and if, you know, let the man be the man, because for so long I'm so used to taking his pants and the crown off of his head and wear his testicles, his earrings, and I'm at a place where I don't do that anymore, <laughs> you know. I, and, and that took years, and I'm so glad that I'm not there anymore. So, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. And it kind of goes back to um, one of the chapters in your book as well, um, which I, I definitely enjoy, was The Little Child Road. And, yes. and you talk about The Little Child Road. Um, this is a street to deal and or confront the little girl or little boy that still dwells within us. Uh, that little girl or boy within us represents issues from our past that either has yet to be confronted or rises up when certain situations occur. And this is a huge factor. And this is this is also uh, what has been a deal breaker, so to speak, in a yes. lot of relationships or things that could have been relationships because different things that we have dealt with in our past. And so you talking about, you know, being headstrong and being dominant and learning, um, you know, why that is and, and, and dealing with that first thing, you know, is very viable um, in a relationship. And I think um, and one of the great things you also suggest in this um, is about writing those things down, you know, kind of writing those triggers down or why do we have those moments where we kind of reflect on things that happened years ago that are, you know, transpiring in our relationships? Because I don't think that sometimes we take the time to notice, wow, this is something that happened to me years ago, but now I'm presenting it in this relationship, um, whether that's a personal relationship or a friendship, whatever. Yes. Um, so mm-hmm. taking that time to identify you know, why you communicate the way you do or why you have a way of not communicating um, as you should, you know. Um, And so it's just a great aspect of of putting that in there, and I think it's much needed, much, much needed. Um, I think it's rather you're, like I said, in a relationship or you're dealing with with a friendship, you have to learn why things are um, exactly the way they are. And so um, with this book, um, and, and I know um, a lot of people also equate um, singleness and, and dealing with, um, you know, sex, hormones, all of these different things, and so, which can be challenging in itself. And mm-hmm. so, for a single woman, how does a single woman take the time to make sure um that she is not seeking companionship based off of emotions and hormones, but versus, you know, looking for true love um, and a relationship. Because sometimes we have people 
Um, I might have had a couple girlfriends who were like, girl, you know, I was just feeling some type of way last night, so I called over Tyrone, or I called over Eric, and, and, and he came over. And then they find themselves back in a, in a very, you know, harsh predicament because it's not what they want. You know, they wanted that relaxing relationship. They didn't necessarily want the situation that occurred. So how, as a single woman, do you stay firm in practicing your celibacy, if that's what you choose to do? If that's what you choose to do. If um, that's what you choose to do. A tremendous amount of prayer, some fasting, if you will, a lot of cold showers. I mean, it sounds like I'm being funny, but I'm dead serious. <laughs> that's how it what gets me through. I mean, I, yeah, I'm speaking yeah. on a personal real talk. Yeah, real talk. Because when we talking about, um, there's a difference between um, celibacy and abstinence. I yeah, am yeah. completely abstinent from all all aspects of sex, including masturbation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm going mm-hmm. seven years now. And wow. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and, and everybody look at me like I have like a unicorn <laughs> horn on my head. But it is possible because when I learn to control this body, yeah, you'd be surprised all of the senses that heightens in you mm, absolutely. when you completely refrain from all aspects of sex. You'd be surprised that by taking this notion with the prayer, with the fasting, with the cold showers and, and everything else, that BS odometer can go through the roof the moment you hear a man talk to you and, you know, um, you know, in the, um, in the, in the Christian community, we call it, you know, the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I also call it the BS odometer. So when a man speaks to me and be like, you know, how you doing and stuff like that, because <laughs> I've refrained from sex and because that part of me has heightened so much, I can tell when a man is sincere versus when he has a mission. You can tell. And when you, you know, and as much as you find the man attractive, as much as you find, you know, because, you know, let's be honest, you know, a woman immediately within the first two minutes, we can tell if we want this man sexually or not. Right, right. But if we refrain from that and see where his goals are, his heart is, and what he feels about you, you know, by taking sex out of the equation, then you get to see him for who he really is and what he really wants from you. It, Absolutely. I can honestly say it works. It, I, it works. Um, um, I have personally have had a couple of men run from me literally. Um, and, and, and it's good because I know what the agenda was because if I just gave in, then I would not only have these soul ties that I still have to deal with, but I would also have to deal with um, this 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 guy who I'm getting sexually caught up with, who I really have no business being with because outside of sex we have nothing else in common. That's another thing when you refrain from sex. You see what else you have in common. 
and and you get to know the man for you know, and he gets to know you, and then you can both, you know, figure out if you want to pursue this thing or just let it be. Um, I'm a firm believer in it. I know it's not for everybody, but if you seriously want to talk about doing the work and being, you know, single and satisfied, this is definitely part of the process. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I think that when you're in that mode, I think that, um, or you're going through the journey of singleness, um, I think you have to take that time, um, as I as I read it through the comments of people saying, taking that, those moments of, of clarity, and it goes back to what you were saying about how certain senses are enhanced, you know, through the process, and, and you recognize um, so many things about yourself that you may didn't recognize before. And I think that we have to take those factors into account even when we get into a relationship and realize you know, the joys that you acquired about yourself. And I think that uh, we have to realize that there are going to be moments, of course, uh, as you mentioned, that there's going to be those struggles of, of hormones and, and energy and all of those things, you know, that we have to take in factor. But it's all, uh, like you said, in how you deal with them, you know, and mm-hmm. how you how you process them um, and so forth. And so, with this book, um, Tanya, when, when people go and they read Paradise and Singleness, Is It Possible? What do you want them um, to gather from this book? What do you want them to be able to take away and, and really apply um, in their own personal lives? I just want um, every individual who has the opportunity to read this book, whether you're a man or a woman, because I wrote this book for all for all who are single, is Mm -hmm. to take the steps to being a whole person and looking for a whole person to be Mm -hmm. whole together as one. That's the goal. That's the purpose. Because we have so many fragmented individuals out here looking for love in all the the wrong places Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and don't even take the time to love themselves much less God, much less, you know, anyone else. So, you know, if we, if this book can help put the fragments together and make the person whole, then truthfully I've done my job because that's the whole point of writing this book. Um, This book was a cleansing for me. And because, you know, as an author, and I think any author uh, who writes a nonfiction book can tell you that usually the book is for us as the author first before we put it out there. Right. And if we can just, you know, take the time to just get ourselves together, because how many times have we have heard, you girl, get your life, <laughs> get it together. Um, this book will help. Um, if you're not afraid to tackle the areas that um, are scary, uh, if you're not afraid to tackle the areas that, because there are some things in the back of our minds that we keep back there but never pursue them for whatever reason, if you're ready to take those issues that dwell in the back 
of your mind. Confront mm-hmm. them head on and pluck them from the root and get to the heart of the matter and take the steps necessary to be made better, not just whole, mm-hmm. but better. Then I think that we as a society would be a better place to live. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. And for the um, folks out here, um, who would like to purchase um, this awesome book? Tell them where they can go uh, to purchase Paradise in Singleness. Um, Definitely go to Amazon.com. I think next month it will be available on Barnes & Noble, but definitely it's available on Amazon.com. Definitely go get it. And um, I pray that you all would be blessed by it and um, pass it on. That's that's mm-hmm. my goal. I, I pray yeah. that after you finish reading the book, pass it on to someone else that you know will need it to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's this is an each one teach one type of thing. And this is not the type of book that you can just breeze through. You you mm-hmm. literally take a chapter, sit on it. Take another chapter, sit on it. Meditate on it. Look at it over and over. Answer the questions if you dare. But the purpose is doing the work. If you're willing mm-hmm. to do the work, then I I promise you, you're going to come out on top in the end. Absolutely. And, and I think that we have to oftentimes simply allow ourselves uh, to enjoy being in the moment, in the Mm -hmm. moment of wherever we are right now. So if you're in the moment where you're single, enjoy that, embrace that. You know, because that's my favorite you part have, of the chapter. Yeah, you <laughs> you have you know enjoying the moment of where we are in the journey. You know, because it gives us so much to gain about ourselves, and it gives us so much to take when we when we do um, get in a relationship, when we do get in a marriage. It allows us to take those things and apply it and make those great and awesome relationships that we want. So we simply have to enjoy the moment. Yes, there are going to be moments where you, you know, you're going to be feeling one way or the other, but it's simply taking the time to really enjoy the moment and learn, learn most importantly about yourself and what you've learned um, through your journey. Instead of sitting around and rushing, you know, I've I've had so many, you know, girlfriends. Oh my gosh, everybody's married but me, and, and they're so they're seeking and they're seeking and they're trying to date and do all these things. And so, you know, I always tell people just enjoy, just enjoy where you are right now at this moment. Because truth be told, there are some married folks who wish they could go back to the single mindset. But I'm not going to start that today, folks. I'm going <laughs> to leave that for <laughs> another show. But yeah, you know, just enjoy where you are at, at the moment. And so I'm glad that um, this book is created. I, I think that this book could go for not even the single ind- individual, but the people who are also in a relationship. You know, I think so many times we don't take the time to process, uh, you know, you talk about in this book about, you know, that inner child and how there are certain triggers and how things affect us. Those are things that, that we really should take heed of. 
you know, in all relationships, you know, taking that time uh, to realize what kind of person you are, you know, in those relationships. We need to take time to do that. So this book definitely, um, I feel like, is for everyone. Um, and everybody yes. can gain um, something from it. And so, Tanya, at the end of the day, what have you learned? Um, seven years of, of being abstinent and being a single woman, what have you learned the most um, about this journey? Um, You know, I think... I'm going to read a part in the um in my book and I think this mm-hmm. will say it best to answer that question and it's in okay. the um in the chapter live in the moment avenue and mm-hmm. I think this says it best. Um the point of this exercise is that regardless of where you are in your life right now, live in the moment. Be content where you are. Maintain your faith in God and what he has promised you. And most of all, for as long as you have breath in your body, thank God in and for every step of the way. And that's where I am in my life right now. I would have, I have imagined being a writer, but I have never honestly thought I would end up writing a book, much less writing two books in an eight-month period. That mm. is mind-boggling to me. So, right. um, so this is the first time in a long time, even during these seven years, because the seven years has been a process for me. I've learned yeah. so much about myself as a woman, as a child of God, but as for Tanja, because I did not know who she was until I went through this yeah. process. Yeah. And everything that I've endured since I was a child has led me up to this place. And I realize now that everything that I have endured was not for me, but is to be a blessing to someone else, is to share my mm-hmm. story to, for others to hear, to to write these books, to share their – it can be done. It is possible it is impossible it is possible to live in the skin you're in it is possible to love who you are and where you are it is possible to um even if you have haters that despise you it is still possible to love them in spite of absolutely it that's a place where I am right now where I can finally say and look in the mirror and say not only do I love me, but I like me. Mm. And it took me years to get to this place. And I did the work. And now that I've done the work, I'm passing the knowledge on to others and say that you can do the work too. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. And everybody, everybody is capable of doing the work. We have to just decide if we really want it or not. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's like anything. If we, you know, desire that we're going to move across country and if that's what we have our mindset to it, we're going to move across country. You know, we want to build a business, build a brand, build an empire, create a book, write a book. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's what's in you, um, it is possible. It's just what how we choose to approach it and how we 
go about um, making those things happen. And so I am definitely, uh, man, uh, you guys definitely go out and purchase this book, um, Paradise in Singleness, uh, Is It Possible? And uh, I think that we have definitely gathered tonight that it is definitely possible. Uh, and out of, like, all situations, it is what you make it. So if you sit around and crying every day, eating ice cream, then that is <laughs> not. That's what you're, that's what that's how it's gonna be. But if you have those moments where you can pick yourself up and say, you know what, hey, today's a great day. You know, um, I'm desperate for greatness, and you know what what is mine is mine, and so you just have to keep um, the positive mindset. And as uh, Tanja has said in the book, enjoy where you're at at this very moment. And so. Um, you guys make sure that you head over to Amazon.com and purchase this book, and I'll be putting the link um, up on the page as well so you guys can purchase it. And, uh, Tanja, for those folks who want to be able to connect with you uh, through social media, tell them how they can connect with you and, and possibly give you some feedback um, on the book and possibly tonight's show. Okay. Well, thank you. I do have a Facebook page called Tanja E. Withers. Um, you can definitely go on that page. That's a public profile page, so I, you can definitely put your comments and stuff there. I look forward to answering them. Uh, you could also follow me on Instagram, at Tanja E. Withers, um, and on Twitter, at Tanja Girl, and that's G-U-R-L. And, yeah, and I'm just looking forward to it. And, I've, and I forgot to mention one thing. I am finally at the place where – I am in paradise, and it is possible. Wonderful, absolutely, and, and you can and you can tell you can tell um, by your energy and your spirit that that is definitely possible, and that you know the the thing about it um, is that it takes individuals such as yourself to show other people that it is possible because we can sit around all day and say, well, girl, you'll be all right. You know, you know, the, the right relationship or the right, whatever is going to come along, but to hear it from someone who has been through what you've been through, um, it speaks volumes even more and it helps people deal with the process because some people really have a hard, you know, process dealing with being single, you know, just like you have some folks who have to adjust being married. People have to adjust to being single again, um, especially if they used to be in a relationship. So we just have to make sure that our mind and our body and our spirits are focused um, in simply uh, going through the journey and going through the process. So, um, of course, uh, we definitely want to thank you for coming on the show tonight. I definitely uh, enjoyed having you, enjoy the conversation. Um, and, and, and I'm looking forward uh, to seeing people's reviews and thoughts of this book because it's going, like you said, it's definitely going to help somebody. Um, and that's what it's about, sharing and helping other people um, to recognize, you know, even the place where you're at right now can be great. You may not think it's great, but it can be great. And so uh, you got any final words or thoughts you want to share with the folks out here? Well, I just thank you for this opportunity of being on your show once again, Bianca. So thank you. And I thank you for all of those that are listening. And um, yes, and definitely I encourage everyone to get the book. It, it was definitely three months of um, intense writing and intense living. 
and I pray that you all be blessed by it. So thank you so much. Absolutely, and we definitely look forward to having you back on here again soon. And so I definitely uh, will be talking with you again soon, and I hope you have a great rest of your evening and weekend. Thank you. You do the same. All right. All right, you guys, that was Arthur Tanja Withers, you guys. And, uh, man, I see all you guys on the phone lines listening. I know I'm going to get those inbox messages, um, but no worries. I'll share them uh, with Tanja uh, during this uh, weekend. Uh, so if you guys any got any questions or comments, you can send them to myself or uh, connect with Tanja Withers on Facebook, you guys. Um, but nevertheless, one of the great things I enjoyed um, about Tanya's books, and she said is, the process takes time and patience. As the saying goes, anything worth having is worth fighting for. That includes your peace, your self-love, and your self-respect. And I think a lot of times at the end of the day, we forget. We forget about that self-respect about ourselves. And so I know that many of us um, who are going through process in our own journey, specifically if you're on a journey of being single, uh, maybe you've been in relationships in the past and, and this, new, this new single lifestyle is brand new for you, or maybe you've been single for a while. But at the end of the day, you have to recognize that peace within that, that love within that, and respect yourself at the end of the day. And so, um, and if you do have the opportunity uh, to find love and be blessed with it, take care of it, nurture it, and all those great things. And so, with that said, folks, um, we are going to be back on Tuesday. Um, at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we're going to have author Cheryl Peavy on, and she's going to be talking about grieving, um, grieving through the process of loss of loved ones, relationships, all of those things, talking about her book, um, Take All the Time You Need. So that's going on next Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then coming up next Thursday um, at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to have R&B songstress, you guys, Jaguar Wright. She's going to be coming on with author Sharon Monet, and they're going to be talking about their book entitled The Woodshed, and we're going to have a great time, y'all, with Jaguar Wright on Thursday, next Thursday. So make sure you stay tuned, connect with us, so you can keep up with who's going to be coming up next on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. So with that said, folks, I'm going to get ready to get out of here. I appreciate each and every one of you once again. Big shout out to all the callers on the line listening. appreciate you guys, too. Uh, Tanya with us, thank you so much for bringing us this awesome book and great content tonight. And so, you guys, I am Bianca Fly, and I'll see you guys next time. Have a great one.